Hello everyone, welcome to this year's podcast on Rosh Hashanah. So everyone wants to know, what's the meaning of the shofar? What does it symbolize? Is it to commemorate Har Sinai when Bnei Israel trembled to the tremendous sound of the shofar, Vekol Shofar Hazak Me'od? Is it Lebalbele Tasatan to mix up the evil inclination as they taught us when we were small? Or is it to remember more modernly those who have died Al-Kiddush Hashem dying for their Jewish faith? A beautiful story recently emerged about a shofar that, believe it or not, made it through Auschwitz. As the story goes, in January 1945, the Germans quickly began dynamiting Auschwitz and emptying the camp as the Russians approached. So Mr. Tydor, a man who went on to father a future Holocaust expert, along with some 60,000 other survivors, were herded on a 30-mile death march. But the night before they left, another prisoner came up to Mr. Tydor, and he pressed on him an object wrapped in a rag. Behold, it was a shofar. And the man says to Mr. Tydor, he says, I know I'm going to die on this march, but if you live, take this shofar. Tell them we blew the shofar at Auschwitz. Well, Mr. Tydor did survive that march. And he ended up back in Buchenwald, where he was liberated by the American army on April 11th, 1945. Later that year, he joined the group of former concentration camp prisoners and other freed Jews aboard the steamship Mataroa to Israel. And off the coast of Haifa, just a few months later, on Rosh Hashanah 1945, he blew that very shofar. So, of course, that shofar is a symbol of Jewish defiance. It represents the refusal to give up, even and especially in the midst of absurdity and tremendous evil. And of course, we all know the earliest hint at the Shofar is from the story of Akedat Itzhak that we read on Rosh Hashanah. Abraham, after just parting from his son Ishmael, is being tasked with the unthinkable. Like everyone in the Holocaust, Abraham Avinu has now entered this realm of the absurd. Hashem, didn't you promise me that you'll always be by my side? Hashem, haven't I done everything you've asked of me and more? Why do I need to give up that which is more important to me than even my own life? Rosh Hashanah is the perfect time to grapple with this impossible passage. This is the time when we can identify most with the struggle of Abraham Avinu. This is the time when we look back on all that we've built up until now. Similar to Abraham, everything we've invested in our fragile lives with the hopes that next year, the future will be bright and full of blessing. And that's what Yitzhak represents, this hope for Abraham. But of course, something we also all have in common with Abraham Avinu is suffering. Suffering is the great equalizer for all humanity. And in response to suffering, in response to the sometimes absurd challenges of life, we seem to have only two options. Either we can turn our backs on God, we can indulge in a world of various addictions and meaningless pursuits, or we can bargain with existence, we can bargain with God. Hashem, I'll be good. I'll follow your commandments. Just please keep me and my family safe from harm. So up until now, with all the challenges that Abraham has faced, You might think, well, he chose option number two. He's the ultimate divine bargainer. 
But the truth is, Akedat Yitzhak elevates Abraham to a new level of faith. No longer is Abraham simply a master bargainer. Now, he has no leg to stand on. He's run out of options. He's fully confronting absurdity. And the question that faced Abraham is the exact same question that faces us in these situations. The same question faced by every Jew in the Holocaust. How do you respond when things don't make sense? How do you respond when you feel like Hashem isn't holding up His end of the bargain? What do you do when reality gives you a rude awakening? As Mike Tyson once said, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Make no mistake, even if you feel things are stable for you right now, there will come a time when you will confront these absurd challenges. But herein lies the true greatness and the true humility of Abraham Avinu as an example for us all. Abraham responds to God's call with a hineni, complete and utter obedience. That's what the word hineni means. This is the same word that appears at the very end of the story. When the angel tells him not to lay a finger on Yitzhak, again Abraham says hineni. Well, it's one thing to say hineni to God, to his angel. But at the very center of the story, there's another hineni. And this hineni is very different. It's actually a very strange portion of the text, and I'll read it with you. Yitzhak says to his father Abraham, The only words that Yitzhak can muster are, Abi, my father. And Abraham responds with, I am here for you, my son. Wow. He says hineni to God and to the angel, but he also says hineni to Yitzhak. And Yitzhak starting to figure out something's awry. Look at this faith from Abraham Avinu. He says, I don't know how this will turn out. Hashem will find. Hashem will figure it out. The word Vayomet appears five times in that span of two Pesukim. The center one is Vayomet Hineni Beni. It says it all. What it means to really have faith is to live within the paradoxes of life, to confront absurdism head on. Yes, Hashem, I am fully loyal to you, but somehow, impossibly, I am also fully loyal to you, my son. And even though I have no idea how things will turn out for us, I will not waver in my unconditional faithfulness to God and to men. So what exactly changed after this ordeal? What did Avraham learn or merit? Well, let's read the Pasuk. By myself I swear, declares God, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your favored one. This expresses the idea that from now on, the promise is not a matter of a covenant. It's not a matter of a berit, which is dependent on its fulfillment by both parties. Usually a berit is nullified when one of the parties 
does not live up to it. Rather, this is a divine promise. Binishbati. This can never ever be revoked. Even if we turn our back on God. So in reward for Abraham's absolute devotion, this is earth shattering. He receives an absolute unconditional promise for all eternity. This, my friends, is the realm beyond covenant. If you exist with me on this plane, says God, living in the midst of uncertainty and insecurity, you'll have transcended the level even of covenant, even of berit, to a divine guarantee that no matter what happens, Hashem will never forsake you. So let's return to the question we began with. What does the shofar symbolize? More than anything, I think, the shofar is a symbol of human defiance and courage, even and especially in the toughest of times. Whether it's the shofar that survived the Holocaust, or that very first shofar from the ram that replaced Itzhak, whenever we hear the sound of the shofar, we are called back to the knowledge that in the merit of Abraham Avinu's unprecedented greatness, Hashem will always be with us. And that's a guarantee. Thank you very much. And Shana Tovah.